Hello, my ghouls and geeks. Welcome back to podcast for the recently released. I am your host, Louis Stardust. Thanks, Holden, and I'm Tench. Oh, are we gonna be Mindhunter people? I think I would be more of a Holden, anyways. Like a yeah. soft cinnamon roll with an attitude. Yeah, I can see myself being more Tench than. Yes. Than Holden. Uh, if we are confusing you, or if you don't already know what this is, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, because it's going to say so in the track title. But we are going to be talking about Mindhunter Season 2 today, so if you aren't familiar with the show, or, um, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled, then I would suggest not listening to today's episode. Um, It's essentially about what the FBI creating a behavioral, uh, behavior analysis unit, right? Behavioral. Behavior. Oh, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, you know, where they figure out serial killers and why they're doing the things they do and the traits and common things between them. Um, so this is actually based on a few detectives. Not entirely, like, they tend to stray from their storylines and change things up, but I know that there was a book written about this, and it's based on them and... Um, uh, Wendy, who is the psychologist that they have in their group. So it's like Wendy. Yeah, so three of them creating this group. Um, so we're going to talk about this season. We're talking about things we liked, maybe things we didn't like, if there was any of that, and maybe some things we would like for season three as well. Uh, so like I said earlier, this will be full of spoilers. This is your only warning. Come back after you watch the show. All right. Uh, so before we get into this, what I really want to talk about is how Holden Ford is the same guy from Glee. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I think about all the time. I can't stop thinking about that. I wanted any moment, I feel like, in the credits at the end of the season, he's, he's just going to break out in yeah. song. So he was uh, Jesse in Glee, which if you don't like Glee, I, I totally understand, but I was really into that. And I don't know maybe like six seven months ago i was like oh i'm gonna start from the beginning just because i saw on netflix and i needed something in the background and joe walked in one day and was like holy shit that's holes forward i was like what no and he was like yeah man it was fucked up yeah it's pretty funny um so besides that season two starts out really interestingly um we get a little bit of um a continuation from season one, which is when Holden has that essential like panic attack breakdown yeah. moment. So we get introduced to that pretty much um, immediately. We get the Atlanta murders. We get the what's his name, the BTK killer. Yeah. We also get a really crazy storyline with Tench's son, and they were also doing another investigation, right? They they were just doing general interviews. Manson was like the big thing this season, but. I felt like for as much as they were promoting Manson in this season, we got like what, like twenty minutes of him. Yeah, they they wanted to promote Manson obviously because that's somebody that you're familiar with. Well, it's it's not just somebody that you're familiar with; it's someone that everyone is familiar with. Like yeah. even if you, you know, remotely like serial killers, like we do, not like them, but if you're intrigued by them, you know a lot of you know maybe not so common ones. If you think about Manson. He's so different because he, you know, technically didn't kill anyone himself. So he's intriguing in that way, and he has, like, a bunch of crazy shit that happened revolving him and his, like, little cult family. 
So family. I would have liked to actually see more on that just because I think the family aspect of it is really interesting to me. Um, I've mentioned it before actually on this channel, but I went to the Museum of Death in LA. You didn't get to go, but we're gonna go when we go to New Orleans because yeah. they have a second branch there. They actually had like a quilt that was made by his family. And while well, I say family, you guys know what I'm saying, but they like made it in their little like gathering and yeah. they have it hanging up there along with like a bunch of other stuff. That yeah, I couldn't make it that day. I was over at the uh, grocery store of life, <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, I is there anything you want to talk about with this Manson stuff before we get into everything Nah, else? I mean, they played him off like a crazy hippie, like which he actually sounds like. So and they were pretty spot like on. Him. Yeah, they were pretty spot on. They found a little dude that looks like him to play him, and it was it was pretty on point. Uh, but they didn't need to put a lot in there. I think it was kind of like they are previewing maybe some more stuff for the next season with him. I feel like some of the stuff they 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 showed even for a little bit that they didn't dive too much into so is stuff that is going to carry on into the next season cuz stuff from the previous season carried on to this season. Yeah, and so. it seems like they're doing that with the BTK, which I guess is a good segue. We'll get into that for a second, but um I do agree the casting was really great for the Charles Manson thing. I think they made it seem so heavily based around the Charles Manson stuff, but it was only really focused on the Atlanta murders this season, I would say. But getting into the BTK killer. That's Every the time I think it's the BKK killer, like the Burger King killer, and I think <laughs> that he's going to have the Burger King mask. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> does good. have a mask, and it's quite interesting. I actually like that they immediately start off the season with like that weird sequence of him and, like I guess, his wife, and he's like in the bathroom. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. It so, could be like BTK could be like, bacon, lettuce, kill. <laughs> it's just him. You're still going off about this Burger King thing. I hate it, and I also love it. Well, that's if it's still BTK, but if it's BKK, it's Burger King. All right, well, can you talk about what happened with BTK a little bit? Well, they haven't really shown, like, obviously they're not, they're loosely in pursuit of him. Like, they're just piecing together bits from him, but they're not really onto him, onto him yet or anything like that. They talked um, about some murders. They showed, like, his signature, I guess. Not, like, his killing signature, but him actually writing his signature. Yeah, he technically hasn't killed anyone yet mm -hmm. in the in the show that we've seen. You know what I mean? But I thought they've seen pieces of it. No, no, but we haven't seen him commit any acts in no, this season yet. No, we haven't seen him We actually. just see him, uh, like, kind of diving into the ca his character. You well, know. he has all the Polaroids of the people he murdered and stuff. They don't. Sh yeah. They don't really show that in season one either. We didn't see people like murdering it. This show, while it talks about, they just want to build up on him. Yeah, it's like not really grotesque and like too much. Like they mainly talk about the things they've done before and after. Well, you got to think he didn't get caught for a very long time until more recently. So, like, is it going to be one of them situations where at the end of this show? he's it's like a mystery like they still never catch him i don't know because that because might be it's... a thing they can linger throughout the entire show for multiple seasons and it would be really crazy like that would be pretty cool i don't want to sound arrogant because i i know that this was based on um two detectives and i should probably look up a little bit more about them uh but like i'm wondering 
how far they're going to go with their stories, like you're saying, because he got caught later on and stuff. I wonder if they're going to advance it at all. I'm, I'm very curious as to what. Yeah, I mean, because they are, it is like kind of loosely based on real stuff, you know, and the characters and the dialogue and all that stuff they're trying to make similar and everything, but they do have a general narrative that they're going for with their the way they're laying the show out. So, I don't know. It'll be cool either way, because obviously the way they did it so far has been enjoyable. I like it. So, it says that um, it was created in 1995 by Johnny Douglas, and it says co-author Mark Olkshire, who I guess was also... Olkshire. Olkshire, whatever. But essentially, this John E. Douglas guy is, like, the main dude. So I guess he's more of, like, a Holden in the situation um, because they're talking about him with the Atlanta cases and everything else. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. I, w- I would like to read a little bit more about this and maybe even read this book. Um, so I w- I'm interested in seeing what they do with the BTK killer, as you said. Um, there's a lot of shit that happened. I mean... I don't know. It's a whopper of a crime. Yeah, and it's super creepy. Like, the way that they even ended the season with him, where it's, yeah. like, him tying himself up with, like, all the Polaroids and trinkets. And the big thing with Mindhunter is that, obviously, we know at this point, like, what serial killers tend to do, like, tendencies early on. We know the things that they like to collect. We talk about how they go back to crimes that they've committed, like... These are traits that they're obviously just learning, but it's interesting to see how it's getting played out because at the end it shows him, you know, getting ready to, I guess, essentially jerk off in this outfit he's wearing. And um, it has the Polaroids and the small collectible trinkets he took from each thing. So, segueing with, I guess... You're going to segue into a miniseries called Ways People Jerk Off. No. <laughs> segueing into... A bit of the behaviors that we see from serial killers. Um, one of the biggest plots this season was... Is his name Brian? I was calling him Brandon. I don't think that's his name. Brian. I'm pretty sure it's Brian. So Brian, earlier in the season, he was acting super weird at church. And he was looking at the Jesus real weird and just being off like he normally is. Because he's just got a little bit of a um, social issue. But he keeps wetting the bed, and that's really... he hasn't wet the bed in, like, three years or so. Yeah, and I I don't remember how old he is at this time, but um, that's a very common trait for serial killers. Like, obviously, just wetting a bed at an older age isn't exactly it, but it's one of multiple things. So, when they show the instance of him participating in this odd situation do you want to talk about that a little bit um yeah i mean it's really weird these kids are messing with another little kid these bigger kids that they have brian hanging out with in the neighborhood um like they i guess they accidentally kill a like an infant child Mm -hmm. and they don't know what to do and brian somehow tries to get them to put him on a cross and crucify him thinking it'll resurrect him which is based on like a true story which is cool how they're bringing it in with the with the story of the main character like if you're gonna take a main character or a side character and dive into their personal life have it contribute 
really well into the main aspect of the story. Like, yeah. I like the way they did it with him. I think that everybody else, since they don't really have, like, a story that goes well with the whole, like, learning to profile people, mm-hmm. like, they could just throw it out, like, and just dive into the main aspect of it. Like, I like the little bit of what they're doing here with this kid. Yeah. It's cool. They It'd don't go need like, way. but yeah. obviously I get agitated every time it goes into whatever the dynamic is with him and his wife and oh, all yeah, that she's stuff. She's so much. agitating. Before and we get into the wife, same with Wendy and well, her her girlfriend. It's like, dude, don't care. Before we get into that, I want to talk about um, just the fact that overall tense. You could see how frustrated and conflicted he gets at points when they're talking about the traits of serial killers like what he's having like the big group d- dinner with uh people from his company and they're like oh they're all the same if they participate yeah. in any way they're this he starts to think about his kid and he's truly worried and he goes to wendy at one point where he's kind of like hey like this is happening like he's obviously on the same page as we are where he thinks that he might be you know essentially turning into a serial killer and yeah so at the same time like he doesn't really talk about his job but now he's starting to shed light upon things that he's learning from his job to his wife and everyone around him like hey you know maybe we got to listen to these people and give this kid some counseling like, well I'm, I'm pretty sure that this kid was also off. exposed to photos in the first season like he got into the office i don't know if he saw full photos of it but i know he got in there um and they bring it up this season he's like no like he's not really familiar with more my like work he just knows i get the bad guys but i'm pretty positive in season one he went into his office and saw some of the photos um which you know is could be trauma fucking tizing for a young kid like that um before we get into more of that though i just want to mention that there the whole plot of this baby being put on a cross um it's pretty similar to a story or i'm sorry not a story but a an actual case and incident that happened in 1971 in san francisco uh it says that two brothers one seven years old and the other 10 murdered a 20 year 20 month old toddler they were frustrated that the child wouldn't stop crying and beat him the killing blow seemingly came from a brick that one of the brothers wielded and after it became clear the child was dead the older boy hung the small child up like he was being crucified thinking he'd be resurrected like jesus Ooh. That's crazy. Um, so obviously it's it's not in the same context of whoever Tench is based on. Like, it's not directly linked to that character, but yeah. it's interesting I like to what me. they're doing. Yeah, it's fun. It's too similar to not be um, this storyline, and it's 1971, so I feel like that's kind of relevant to that. Um, you did mention, like, you didn't really care for Wendy and her girlfriend, and I think there is some... Yeah, just like I don't care for this Tench guy and his uh, his wife either. Yeah, like, oh, God, all right. So she was, like, there was a couple points she made, like, maybe two out of 60, where I was like, okay, she's right. But she was just so exhausting this season, and, like, I get, like, you need your family to be all together for stuff like this, but at the same time, like, you know, he's on he's being home as much as he can he's making all the meetings he's doing what he has to yeah like and when she just when she packs up is after like they solve the crime and she's fed up with him having to leave like and it's like while they're grilling but meanwhile, because they solved the 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 murder of like 28 yes. kids like 
really like the the ignorance of this lady like it just makes you so aggravated that it's even in this the Atlanta murders technically aren't even solved technically uh, the man that was two adults was for two adults and so everything else is suggested that it was him but it's not recorded as anything to this day however I think March or May like um, of this year they start to reopen the cases and they want to see if new technology will make it so that they can figure out like who the killer was which I think is like interesting since like it was right before this new season came out uh, but I, I'm interested to follow that story and see where it goes further just because we have things like oh what was it the the Golden State Killer who got caught because of like an ancestry test and just like things that are happening now more and more with like modern science and forensic yeah well i mean the way the btk killer gets caught was so stupid you know what i mean but it's like i i don't know obviously if a lot of these people depending on when they were caught are really going to get to be shown in the show at all yeah because of how long ago this show is is being uh filmed in well Well, it's it's, portrayed in yeah it's realistic to the time frame um, because it said, like, the season was 1980 to 81. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect with it either, but... It should be good overall. Uh, now, I guess we could talk a little bit about the Atlanta murder, since we didn't really get into that other than a, a few, you know, key points. Um, I will say that... I'm really, you know, intrigued that they took this case on, and it was, you know, it, it was a good plot point for the story. Obviously, it's true to the actual, you know, FBI standpoint. But the one thing that pissed me off is how the freaking, like, desk girl seemed like she was interested in Olden, and then she just was like, here's this case that you're going to do for me. Yo, they played him out so yeah. hard. Like, oh, you want to go out to eat? He's all, like, getting dressed up. And then they just, like, played him out so hard. I don't want to... I'm going to say this from, like, I guess my aspect, but I don't want to just be like, oh, you know, she was being nice to him, so he assumed he was going to, like, get some. That's not the point I'm trying to make because I don't think that's fucking true for everything, but she was a little flirtatious with him, so I was like, oh, you know, he's going to go to dinner, meet somebody nice, like... And then she straight up was like, oh, by the way, all these 20 children are missing and you're going to solve the case. Like, as if he has jurisdiction to be like, yeah, I'm going to take this case over. Like, the only thing he could really do is bring that to attention. And, and yes, it did work out in their favor, but that's not how things work. Yeah, I really didn't like how that played out. That, that really gets you so mad sometimes. And those women have a right to be angry because they were trying for so long to get somebody to truly pay attention to that case. And you see, like, you know, Holden getting frustrated every time he wants to, like, I don't know, make flyers or do something. How stupid the process could be and how slow it is. And he wants things to be fast and easy and, like, quick because it makes sense for the work they need to do. Especially when it comes to a serial killer because you're on a time constraint for these things. Yeah, and obviously things don't seem to work in anybody's favor like they're trying to show you in the show. I had so much anxiety when he was running through the town with the crosses at the protest. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, my God, is this, like, one of them situations where any moment, like, they're going to slow it down and it's going to be, like, the sun beating down on him in this, like, grueling moment where it's, like, Jesus when he's, like, on the cross and everybody's, like, behind him whipping him and making him walk to his death. <laughs> like, 
I was like, oh man, this is like so so wild. I thought at any moment they were gonna do one of them exaggerated like comedy. Every time I, cause of him and Glee, I want it to be go comedy any second. Oh my god, let it be. I know. Uh, I um. I don't know. That whole thing was crazy. Do you think that that man was responsible for the rest of the deaths, like all the children? Yeah. Nah, honestly, like, when they play everything out, and, like, the only other person that I got real suspect about that, like, was pissing me off the whole time was the dude, what was it, the mayor? Not uh, the mayor, because uh, when he went to yell at the mayor and he came out of his yeah, house or whatever, not, not, not mayor, that guy. the other guy. The other dude that was in charge, like, what is he, like, the, the police commissioner? I don't or know. Whatever the hell that he dude was. was. He, he was an ass, sketchy, man, and yeah. he was, like... They were really we making you, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were making you feel like that dude was was like trying to steer them off the course so so he could get away with stuff. Well, the thing is, like, I only have heard <clears throat> about like the Atlanta murders. I haven't gone too into it before we watched the show. So I, I mean, the guy looks completely identical to the one that they caught. Like, it's it's perfect. But I just didn't know as much as I do know now. And you know, I'm researching more and more. Yeah, and they. And it is cool that they go into the aspect of, like, it's important that they were paying attention to the profile. The profile is what ended up catching the guy in the end when, like, a lot of times people get caught up in, like, you know, the way the media is trying to deter it or the Mm -hmm. way the people in the neighborhood just kind of go to one general direction of a decision just based on, like, general consensus. Well, they were all like, it's the Klan, and they were like, but it doesn't Oh, yeah, yeah, it definitely went, like, in a race kind of direction but like honestly like that kind of just shows you like hey sometimes you got to pay attention to these professionals when they come in and they're like yo man we know this stuff yeah but at the same time there hasn't been anybody to do it yet so how are they supposed to trust that it's cool to see that come in and them like be able to figure it out it's never going to be easy for you to be the first but you have to do it to set the wave for the future I think and uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that guy was super sketchy. I think the fact that he has, like, these little flyers and all these things, if that's true to his character, is fucking creepy. Like, why do you have these things to meet young children? Why do you, uh, you know, act weird? And one of the things is you see um, at a point Holden tries to give a kid $10 to, get, uh, to go play video games at the arcade so he doesn't go outside because he wants, you know, to keep these children safe. Yeah. And he says... he makes a face and he's like what is that not enough and he's like oh it's $20 for the picture right so he's talking about those nude Polaroids that we see earlier on which is yeah um, and obviously they're not the dude wouldn't have changed his carpet and wouldn't have burned all that stuff at like 4 in the morning or whatever like all that stuff just goes to show you like that he was trying to cover his tracks and he was doing a good job for a while until the heat was on yeah well especially because he fucking like got away with having the rope and all those items in his car because the guy didn't log <laughs> he logged it but he didn't bag anything and that just made me nuts yeah that made me so mad and every, we were both like what the hell yeah I don't I you know what's crazy too is like I think about this all the time and you know not a big majority of serial killers have some kind of background or you know they talk about like a points maybe it's linked to head injuries maybe it's linked to you know bad parenting whatever it may be but sometimes there's i mean that guy's family seemed pretty normal and he's out here killing people 
You know what I mean? So I don't really truly know what his backstory is. I mean, at the same more. time, like, they were paying his way through things that obviously he wasn't succeeding and no. he was still living at home. The parents were being ignorant to that whole aspect of things, like, because I know damn well anybody would get suspicious of that kind of financial situation with their kid at yeah, that age. There's also people that don't care and they just keep on doing it. That's yeah. what I mean. So pe- some people are ignorant to it, you know? Yeah. I don't know, but um, I, I am very intrigued by this, and I really want to read a little bit more into the Atlanta stuff. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes in real life, especially because they did reopen it, and they're trying to use n- new technology with it as well. New forensic files season. Yeah, I, that's what I was just thinking. Imagine if they did another forensic files like with this, like the Golden State I Killer. I think the host had passed away recently. Yeah, but imagine just like the same kind of concept. I would be sad that it's not his voice but somebody cool I think somebody with a soothing voice you know that they could bring on Morgan Freeman everybody just goes right to Morgan Freeman yeah Yeah, but imagine him doing forensic files he'll be like a hatchet a piece of grass and a carpet fiber led to this thing (laughs) like he'll just say stupid shit like imagine if they did somebody ridiculous like Charlie from Always Sunny Oh my god. I would love that. That would be a pretty funny one. Like, just ridiculous. Nicolas Cage would be a funny one. I would one. think, what, like, Liam Neeson? Is that his name? Liam Neeson? Oh, yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a great Forensic Files episode. Yeah, yeah. Hear me out. I'm gonna. Patrick Stewart. We should contact Forensic Files, be like, we want new seasons, and we want them voiced by. All and the we'll people. have a list, yeah, like a potential list of good voices. And they could do a couple episodes per season. Sounds great. Uh, if you like Forensic Files, make sure that you let us know on our Instagram, which is pod for the recently released. Little plug right there. Um, <laughs> we want to see more. I think we've watched just about every episode. Yeah, I still fish through every night to see if maybe if I fall asleep one night that like it plays an episode and then I forget to go rewatch it. Like I comb through and I always check and read just in case I might not have seen one. All right, we're getting off topic. Let's finish up Mindhunter. So uh, one of the things I want to talk about is, is Holden himself because it doesn't seem like he had a lot of character development or breakthrough this season. I don't think that's what they were aiming for with him. I think, like, Tench's thing is his family struggles he goes through. Wendy's stuff is her personal life. No, they did the panic attacks for a he, bit. He does have the panic attacks, and it seems like he was getting a little too, like, boastful about his career and, like, you know, he's taking risks that nobody else wants to, and that might cause issues in his career. Um, now they have, like, a different guy who's at the head, and he's he's being more lenient because he likes what Holden's doing. Um, but I don't know where else his individual story is going or what else he's planning on doing with the, like, Bureau as of right now. Yeah, the new guy that they got in charge, Professor Execution, or whatever his name is. Uh, Wendy's big He's thing wild. is, I guess, you know, her personal relationships. There's even a point where she talks about um, being in, like, an LGBT, you know, relationship to one guy. And they're like, how'd you make that up? Like, where did you get this fake thing from? Like, you're not a lesbian. That's crazy. How'd you make that up? Like, do you remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I guess is, like, you know, the 70s and 80s are a very different time. Um, and she's being very, like, quiet about that. But... I mean, I, I like that story for her. I don't think it's bad. I just wish there was, like, 
a little less because I th- don't think they showed it in the last episode. I don't mind it when they do the interviews and stuff that she goes into her life and relates no, and like I that. Don't mind seeing... I just think her story for her personal life sucks. Well, I don't think it's that bad if they just toned it down a little bit. Like, I didn't. The last episode, it wasn't in there at all, but the one before that. It was just dragging a little bit, and I'm like, I just want to see what happens with the Atlanta murders. Like, it was just making me anxious. Kind of like in Stranger Things when they're singing Never Ending Story. I'm like, if this doesn't fucking end and everybody dies, I'm going to freak out, which is, you know, kind of how I felt with with that happening. Yeah, between uh, her, at Wendy, and what's her name? I don't even know. Between Wendy and Wendy's girl and uh, Tension, his wife, I'm just like, nah, man. Yeah, Tension's wife is just... They I, make me nuts. I don't know. I Maybe we're, we're being too harsh, but she's Toxic just... Toxic relationships. Yeah, she, she's just too much. And I the only thing I could really agree with her on is, like, you know, her wanting to move. I absolutely get that. I mean, if my kid was, you know, somewhat involved with the murder and all these things were happening, then, yeah, I, I'd probably want to move, too. And then aside from that, I guess, like... There's a point where she's worried that, you know, all the therapy, extensive therapy and having the social worker coming around might be making him a little bit more stressed out. But other than that, like, she was awful all this season. And then she leaves him. Yeah. Yeah, that was out of control. I don't know. I was so mad. Like, I, if you weren't mad, I would have been mad for you at that point because I was just like, ah. I mean, I, I, you know, there's a couple things he did that were like, oh, shit, you shouldn't have said that. But mostly I I would say he was in the right there. But I guess, you know, that's their fictional relationship. Or maybe it's realistic. I don't know at this point. Yeah, I don't know either. It is what it is. Because I know that the guy, I think he had like two or three kids and none of them are obviously like Brian, so. Should we go into, uh like the interviews with some of the infamous murderers in this season? Yeah, I don't remember who it was. What do you mean? There was all kinds of different ones. Let's go into it. Oh my god, shut up. So, um, I didn't say this earlier, but it was John E. Douglas and Robert K. Kessler um, for the two people who worked for the FBI. They were special agents, and I just want to throw that in there because I felt really bad that I didn't mention uh, Robert K. Kessler as well. All right. Well, we're going to go into killer number one, David Berkowitz, a.k.a. the son of Sam, who uh, claimed to have uh, heard things from his neighbor's dog. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. His neighbor's dog apparently was telling him to kill people, and then it turned out to be stuff in his wall, and then it turned out to just be stuff he made up because he wanted to kill yes, people okay. or something like that. It was his dog. But he looked like crazy Al Capone. <laughs> uh, apparently, he targeted young brunette women sitting in their cars. He killed six and wounded seven more before finally being caught by police in 1977. Um, well interesting um it said it's important to note that he didn't just shoot and run he was a jack the ripper style um left notes behind making him you know more infamous to nypd because he was mocking them so it's fucking weird to me that he was like saying that the dog was a demon yeah he looked like the he looked definitely like al capone though like maybe we can call him like son of salami oh my god Son of Salami. That's like the most New York crap <laughs> ever. Uh, so Wayne Williams was the guy we talked about earlier with the Atlanta murders. Which guy? Let me see his picture. Wait, 
the Atlanta murders. What do you mean? The one guy from the Atlanta murders. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. So it says he was charged with the murder of two grown men, not the more than 25 children who had gone missing. Um, So that's what I said earlier is that he wasn't charged for anything else except for those two murders. And um, I'm interested to see where that story keeps going. Oh, so killer number three. Dennis Rader, a.k.a. BTK, we already went to him, the the BK killer, the Burger King killer. Oh, my God. Um, It says that he murdered 10 people under his acronym between 1974 and 1991. His victims, including including entire families, were found bound, and he sent poems and letters crowning about his achievements to media outlets. It wasn't until 2005 until he was caught... Um, unable to keep up his 14-year murder sentence, he started sending out packages, bound dolls, and letters to police suggesting he was back, but thankfully a- apprehended before he could kill again. Hmm. He got caught from sending in a floppy disk. They traced it back. Oh, for and real? They found the, yeah, and they found trace evidence on the floppy disk to his church. And he was the leader of his church. What? I didn't well, know He was this. one of the leaders of his local church, yeah. I'm crash. That's how he got caught. Wow. Elmer Wayne Henley. Elmer Wayne Henley. That was... There's um two more guys, actually. Yeah, that was uh, Steve Truther Darrington. Oh, my God, yeah. He uh, he had a, a, a man that he was getting children for, right? Yeah, he was, like, basically the, the partner in crime with this dude. And the dude would get him to bring boys back to his place, and they he would torture him and rape him and murder him and stuff. And then he finally, like, freaked out and killed him and then called the police and confessed. Um, it says, out of the 28 murders, Henley was only found guilty of being an accomplice of six, but that was enough to put him in prison on consecutive life sentences for each murder, which makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. It says that the Candyman killer, which is the guy he was um, essentially working with, Dean, had murdered 28 young men in Houston. Um, the ages were between 30 and 20, which we heard a little bit about in the Shit. show. Uh, this guy, William Jr. Pierce. Oh, William Jr. Pierce. This, this dude, was like this dude's like Candyman. Yeah, he's super he loves candy. weird and shot out. Um, he had like a super low IQ too, like like 70 or below or something. I have no idea. He's wild. I like his accent. So it says that he committed his murder spree after a stay in prison. Uh, he was released on parole after just seven months of a 10 to 20 year sentence, which, how the fuck does that even happen? No idea. That's oh my crazy. god. A prison psychologist at the time said the test scores reveal the possibility of sociopathic uh, disorders. This individual may be dangerous to himself or others. Um, he was re- released from the prison and murdering nine people in Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina. Uh, he looked like a bootleg Johnny Cash in that photo. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you could totally see that. It says not too much is known about him, which is true. We didn't get too much from him. I think that was it for everybody they showed this season. No, nah, they showed a couple other people. Not really. They showed like, Um Ed No, Kemp. they interviewed they showed... the dude who who uh, killed that guy, the, the gay leather bondage killer guy. Remember, they were interviewing him that was in prison and talking about how he killed that one guy that he met at the gay club and how it could relate to how 
that the one guy is the finding PGK people. One? No, how the guy could. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe. Well, they were, when they were trying the to find BTK. Remember, they interviewed that one guy. Yeah. They interviewed a couple other guys. I guess they just—they're not main guys. They're just like side. There isn't really like many like articles. There's articles and stuff, but not everything, including what's because Wendy season. and what's that guy's name? Gary had to interview them. Oh, Gary and was forget the worst. Them they should too. just fucking fire him. He oh, is he's the, the worst. worst. <laughs> he was. A, I already didn't like him when they added him to the team that he ratted on them, and then this season he was even worse with interviewing. And oh god, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, no. down with Gary. Um, but overall, I really, really enjoy this season. I don't think, I the, I don't think I have anything to say about the show, its writing, or anything else. Like obviously, we were annoyed with you know. Tench's wife, but that's supposed to make you feel that way. Yeah, family dynamics you we know, can do without. To relationship an is fine. I'm I'm more intrigued by the actual storyline. So like even with Wendy and her girlfriend, I like that, but I I could have dealt without seeing their relationship or Tench and his wife. But the only reason why I was intrigued by Tench and his wife is because I think Brian's a serial killer. Um, yeah, which right. I said early on. I said as soon as he went to bed for the first time, I was like, he's a fucking serial killer. And you're like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm telling you, he's one. And then they showed oh, like man. the bird. Did I not? Yeah, yeah. Then of course this happens. Yeah. So I, I've I've been on this theory, but now it seems a little too predictable. So I'm wondering how true that is. Um, are there any things you would like to see out of season three, or you th- have predictions for? Well, I mean, I think then? they're definitely going deep into BTK maybe mm-hmm. in season three. I'd like to see another. I don't know if they actually really got much time with Charles Manson. I know that like. Um, they were saying how he asked Holden for his glasses and then like he was going around saying that he stole them or whatever and, and got in solitary because of it. Yeah. So I, I want to know if they're going to try to interview him again because fucking Tench freaked out and was like, I'm done. Like, we're not sitting here for this bullshit. Yeah, because that dude would have annoyed me too. I would have been like, yo, shut up, you dirty hippie. I can't deal with you. Like, <laughs> I would have been just like him in that situation. I couldn't deal with it. Um, I'm hoping that they dig into other serial killers and stories um i'd like to see more at like the office if that makes sense i like to see them kind of piecing together why they collect trinkets and special items like they've been doing this season and more traits which i think they'll do but either way i'm, I'm really happy with the casting in this um as far as like our regular characters but also all the serial killers they look crazy. yeah and like how about the the detective they have with them he was great yeah, when yeah. they're going through the Atlanta murders uh, and I everything. I feel so bad I forgot his name, but he is actually really good, and I liked him a lot. Um, he reminded me of the ladies' man. Remember from Mad TV? I have I never watched Mad TV. I'm pretty sure that was what it was from. It was on Mad TV. The ladies' man? No idea. Mainly just because of the time and his outfit and his hair and everything. It was, like, perfect. Jim Barney? Jim Barney. Looks like it's right. Yeah, that's him. Also, the girlfriend's name is Kay. Just Kay. I think so. Well, who cares? Yeah, so I I thought he was fantastic this season. I really enjoyed um, everything he had to offer. I would love to see more shit with him. Obviously, he's in Atlanta, so it's not going to really be happening. But I thought he was a good addition to the team. And I thought he was somebody I'd actually like to see at interviews and, and doing stuff as opposed to fucking Greg. Yeah, they should just swap him with Greg because Greg is awful. <laughs> um, and it also said that the guy that we were talking about that we hated earlier was the Commissioner Lee Brown, where we were like, he's dirty. Like, we thought he was doing oh, something. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yeah, that was Nah, he's no good. The commish. 
Uh, but with that being said, I mean, I absolutely recommend this to anybody who hasn't watched, which I'm sure you are if you're listening. Uh, I am really into these types of shows. I love true crime. I love serial killer stories. I love, you know, just things like forensic files. And it's really um, interesting to see it in this way, to actually see somewhat factual. I don't know how factual it is. I'm really intrigued to see where uh, that portion you know, goes in the future with the show. Yeah, and these definitely. characters. And in the future, like you know, if it escalates, I'll probably have to stop you from doing animal sacrifice in the backyard and stuff like that. I think I, all of. I think off, you're getting a little carried away. That's not even at this funny point. because that makes me sad to even think about. And you're gonna make a joke about animals, which I'm not okay with. However, this is the end of today's episode. Thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening. We're over on Instagram as Pod for the recently released. You can hang out with us there. We do giveaways. We actually just um, gave some stuff away for hitting over 700 followers. We also uh, like to make posts on when a new merch goes live and updates and fun stuff on there. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, and directly through our website, which is podcastfortherecentlyreleased.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.